Amen. Good morning, church. It is great to be with you. Um, it is really is great to be with you in, in many ways as South Wales and the United Kingdom looks like it's facing extra lockdown. It's great to be anywhere at the moment. But we give thanks to God that wherever you are and whether we are, wherever we are right now, the Word of God is there to build up, to strengthen, to bless us. So I do hope you've got uh, a Bible close to you, paper, digital. Uh, we want to open the Word of God and we want to see what the Lord wants to say to us today. I want to share this morning and add and build to all that we've uh, heard and received in recent weeks on transformation, the wonderful transforming power of Jesus Christ in our lives and share a word that has taken root in my own life, that has encouraged me, that is sustaining me. You see, the world is facing lockdown and restriction, but the kingdom of God is advancing. It's on the move. And even though that seems at odds at the fact that I can't leave my home, I can't maybe go where I want to go, the reality of the gospel of the kingdom of this, it first has to take place in my own life. It still has to take root in my own life. If I dare to believe that the word of God is true, that I can pray, Lord Jesus, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I first have to believe that that is true for my own life. If I'm going to be so bold, it's the transforming power of Jesus. I was reminded this week of uh, a question that was asked to uh, a famous Christian writer and speaker called Norman Grubb, and they asked him, why does humanity exist? And he simply said this, humanity doesn't exist to become something. Humanity exists to express someone, and that one person is the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, outside of Jesus Christ, my friends, as T has already said, outside of Jesus Christ, life makes no sense. But with Christ, with Christ, we have everything we need. He gives us purpose and he gives us everything we need to achieve that purpose. And that's why we're talking about transformation because God never intended us to stay the same way but to become more and more and more like him. And we'll open the word this morning and we'll see that for ourselves. When we talk about transformation, it's very important that we are not talking about transformation for the sake of just becoming a better person, a bigger you, a better you, uh, a person with more talents, with more abilities. What we're interested in is the church of Jesus Christ, you and I becoming all that Jesus intended for us as individual members, uh, realizing that, uh, as Paul writes to the Philippians, we have to lay hold of that for which Christ lay hold of us. That as the church together, wherever we're meeting right now, whether you're watching this live or whether you're watching this at another time around the world, that together, that 1 Peter chapter 2 says, as living stones, we are being built together to form a spiritual house for Jesus to dwell in. That's the transformation that we want to talk about. We're in lockdown. Okay. But we're not worried about that because the gospel of the kingdom is transforming our lives. The kingdom of God is the most powerful kingdom on the face of the earth. It really is awesome. Uh, in John chapter 3, we read about how uh, a timid but very wise and good man called Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night and asks him about what it means to be, to be born again. And Jesus simply says this, unless you're born again, Nicodemus, you can't even see the kingdom of God. 
You see, transformation starts when something happens on the inside, as Tia said, when we call on his name and we give our lives to him. Then Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 says this, Seek first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness, and all of these things will be given unto you. Something has to happen on the inside of us. I have to decide, this is what I'm setting my life out for. This is what I'm running for with all of my heart. So let's open the Word of God together. If you wouldn't mind, would you turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to go through to verse 13. And I'm going to read this morning from the English Standard Version. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Ephesians. He says this, I, Paul, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Do this with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, and the knowledge of the Son of God coming to maturity to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What a great, stirring, encouraging passage of Scripture. I, Paul, I urge you. That's a very strong term he's using. It's almost a legal term. I beseech you. I, I strongly urge you. Uh, live a life that's worthy of the calling you've received. And uh, we do this in order to maintain the unity of the Spirit and to help us. Paul writes that Jesus gave us two things. First of all, to individually, he gave us a measure of grace. He gave us a measure of grace that we can live the life he's called us to live. And then he says, and to the church, I've given you gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, patches, pastors and teachers. And their job is to equip and to build up the church. But for what purpose? This is... This is the one, verse 13, watch this. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's the transformation that Jesus has called us to. You and I are called to live a life worthy of the calling we've received to this purpose, that in our lives we would reach a level of unity together and maturity that reaches, attains to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. It's like Beth told us over the last couple of weeks, like Russian dolls in reverse. This is where we start, but every time we're being transformed to fullness, transformed into the fullness of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist in 
John chapter 3, you can read this for yourselves, is given uh, some answers about his own ministry. And he comes to this conclusion. Uh, I'm not the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. And I conclude this. He must become greater. I must become less. Moving to the fullness of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul puts it another way in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live in faith to the Son of God, by the Son of God. Friends, there is one greater inside of you than the one who's in the world, and he's calling us. He wants to take place in our lives. We may be restricted. We may have physical, geographical restrictions, but there is no restriction to what the power of Jesus Christ can achieve in our lives if we will yield to him and let the King of Kings take his place on the throne of our lives, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. I can't hear your voices, but I can read some of your minds. Some of you are saying, that's impossible. Well, let me tell you, it seems impossible, doesn't it? But if we will commit and dare to put the word of God in practice and seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we'll find actually it'll take place in our lives. The things that we thought were important seem dimmer and dimmer. And everything that's important about Jesus and his kingdom gets brighter and brighter in our lives, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Then it doesn't seem so impossible. It certainly doesn't seem impossible when we realize that transformation by the power of Jesus and into the fullness of Jesus was ours to step into from the moment we gave our lives to Jesus Christ. From the very moment we gave our lives to Jesus, we encountered the transforming power of Jesus Christ. And here's his promise to us from Philippians 1, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. God isn't interested in half-finished projects. None of us are so big and so clever that we can let God down when we allow him to do his work in our lives. If we'll let him have his way, let the King of Kings take his place on the throne of our lives will attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Paul puts it another way. I'm going to put a scripture on the screen for you to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now immediately we're familiar with that scripture because we know the song. We enjoy the song. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But let's ask ourselves a question. Freedom to do what? It's not freedom. He hasn't set me free to enjoy whatever I want to do. Where the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. I've been freed from sin. I've been freed from sickness. I've been freed from death. And now I am free to live the life that he's called me for. Free to grow in the, to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. And for, it's like this, like Russian dolls. From one degree of glory to another. Starting off small. But that's not how Jesus sees you. From the moment he called you his own, he saw the finished product, and he calls you forth to all that he sees you. He addresses you in the light of fullness. He doesn't address you as, as this day one Christian. He sees all that you are destined to be, 
And he says, now come, let me live on the throne of your life. And from one degree of glory to another, we will all attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. That's so important. You see, I wasn't saved. You weren't saved to get my ticket and live a comfortable life for Jesus, knowing that one day I'll get to heaven. That's a wonderful uh, assurance that we have that one day we'll be with him again. And it's a wonderful assurance to know that Jesus Christ is coming again. But until that great and glorious day, we've got work to do. And not even a national lockdown, not even a global pandemic can stop the work of Jesus Christ in your life and mine. That even because it's so powerful and working within us, reaches outside of us. You may not be able to go anywhere, but you can reach the neighbor on your left and on your right. You may not be able to travel where you want to go, but you can reach the work collie. You can pick up a phone. It's the power of Jesus Christ transforming your life and overflowing, reaching many people. One degree of glory to another, attaining to the whole measure of Jesus Christ. That's the king of the kingdom we serve, the power of Jesus Christ. You know, he is the master of transformation. He really is the author of transformation. The Bible says he knows our ends from our beginnings. He sees the whole thing and he guides our paths, in, in, our steps in paths of righteousness for his namesake. This is the one who works into you, the one who just loved to transform stuff. Water into wine, blind to sight, deaf ears to hearing, lame to leaping, death to life, but not just the same life. Romans chapter 6 tells us that he has given us a newness of life, a new quality, a new kind. We're not the same anymore. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, If any man is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new is come. You and I were born into transformation. And the Holy Spirit comes to help us. He's come to help me. I just want to share a little testimony of just how this has worked in my life, even over the last two, three weeks. Just a few weeks ago, I live in the county borough of Caerphilly, and it was one, if not the first places in uh, Wales, to go into a physical lockdown. We literally live 600 yards, 600 meters or so from the county line, and yet, because we want to do all we can to uphold the law, right, that's it. We can't go anywhere. Here we are. This is where we're staying. Other than work and school and education, this is where we are. And suddenly, it just felt a little bit restrictive. The very next day, we get a text message from my daughter's school saying that uh, someone, uh, another child, one of my daughter's friends in her class had tested positive for COVID-19. And therefore, the schools were closing. Suddenly, my daughter had to be home. That meant my wife was going to be suddenly in the house for two weeks because she was going to have to look after her and homeschool her. It suddenly got a lot smaller. Within 24, 36 hours, my daughter became sick. Her temperature went through the roof. Sore throats, a little bit of a cough. We're worried. Now, we're thinking, now we've got to go and get her tested. And because she's being tested and we're waiting for the results, my son can't go to school. I can't leave the house, and suddenly it got smaller and smaller and smaller. And even for my daughter, while we were waiting for results, had to live in the corner of a house. Life got smaller and smaller, more restricted. And I just have to be honest with you, I got really cross. 
I got really frustrated. I got really angry at the whole situation. I just felt restricted. I just felt bound up, and I felt pretty useless. I felt pretty helpless. And I found myself in the kitchen just with my hands like this on just on the work surface and just asking God, God, uh, this is not how I'm supposed to feel. This is not how I'm supposed to be. Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm confident for my daughter's health. I'm confident for the safety of my family. I'm confident for the safety of the church, Lord God. I know that you're good in working all these things. But Lord Jesus, I just feel restricted. And as I began to pray and I just began to sing and I just began to speak in tongues. And as I did so, I did what the Bible calls, I built myself up in my holy faith. And the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me. And he reminded me of a picture that I had seen a few years ago. I'd used it in some social media post. Um, and it's this one. Hopefully you'll see that on your screens right now. This butterfly that has just burst from its chrysalis, just come out of its cocoon. And the Lord began to speak to me. And he says this, Dave, right now, with all the restrictions you face, with all the restrictions that the church is facing, it can feel uncomfortable. It can feel tight. But I want you to know, Dave, you're not supposed to stay that way. Just like the caterpillar that is formed into the chrysalis, into the cocoon, and it grows until it's fit to birth and it just feels restrictive and tight. It's a tough season, but here's the truth, Dave. From the moment that caterpillar was born, it was born to fly. But to get from here, to get to here, it has to go through a transformation. And part of that process is going to be uncomfortable. Part of that process is going to be restrictive. The cocoon, Dave, is a season, and it's a tough season, but it's a necessary one. And it must use that time. The caterpillar must use that time to be transformed because, Dave, a moment's going to come when the caterpillar is ready to break out. And when the breakout comes, when the lockdown ends, here's the wonderful thing. It is no longer the same. It's moved it's transformed, if you will, please, from one degree of glory to another and has become who it was always called to be. But now suddenly it's realizing its potential. Can I say this to us, friends, whether you're sitting at home with friends by yourself, wherever you may find yourself, can I say this? This is the word of the Lord to you. This isn't lockdown time. This is transformation time. This is a season where God wants to work in your life and it can feel uncomfortable with all the restrictions. It can feel everything pressing in on the side. COVID-19 feels like it's just trying to uh, harm us and do us in. But I want you to know, just like we can read from the scriptures in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, when Joseph said to his brothers, you did this intending it for harm. But God used it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. My friends, the lockdown will end. It will. Release will come. Breakout will come. It is important, therefore, that we do everything we can to give ourselves to the king of the kingdom so that in this season of transformation, we become all that we are called to be so that when breakout comes, we realize this potential, the church of Jesus Christ was born to fly, was born to soar. Wouldn't it be a terrible thing if the caterpillar went into its chrysalis, into its cocoon, 
and then the time came for it to break out, and yet transformation hadn't occurred, and it just found itself flat on the floor, staring up at where it really should have been, having not used the time appropriately to transform itself as it, as it was called to do. But the caterpillar is wise when it recognizes that in the season of transformation, something has to take place. We've got to use this time wisely to prepare ourselves. Remember, T began to share many weeks and months ago now about how we need to plan and prepare in accordance with the promises of Jesus Christ. This is a time of transformation, of letting the transforming power of the King of Kings take place in our lives. Church, you and I were born to fly. We were called to fly. And it may not feel like you're taking flight right now. But in this season, the King of Kings, the King of the Kingdom, wants to do a great work in your life because you were not called for mediocrity. You were called to serve a big king of a great big kingdom who has a great big plan for your life. We were born to fly. Let me take you to one final scripture, please. It's in Isaiah chapter 40, and you'll be familiar with this scripture, I know, but it's going to appear on the screen for you to read along. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, all the way through to 31, says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and shall not faint. You and I were born to fly, born for purpose, born for transformation from one to another, from one degree of glory to another, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. In this season, if you're feeling weary, if you're feeling tired, I want you to know the Lord is present where you are right now to strengthen you. He's with you right now to strengthen you. And the key, as Isaiah tells us, is this, it's to lean into him. Those who wait upon, who have this hope in their heart, who press into Jesus Christ, who open their Bibles and spend time with him, who find time in their day to talk with him, who out of the overflow of their heart just can't keep the song of the Lord in and sing a song of praise to him. As we wait upon the Lord, he renews our strength. And as he does so, we are lifted up. We soar as eagles with wings. There's a new freedom in Christ Jesus today for everyone who by faith will just say, I'm receiving that word right now. I give my amen. This season feels tight. This season feels uncomfortable. But Heavenly Father, right now, I give myself to all that you want to do in my life. Lord Jesus, for you to uh, put your finger on areas of my life that need to change, areas of my life that I need to yield back to you, Lord Jesus, that you would take first place in my life. I'm going to ask you, this may seem strange if you're in a lounge or with your family, but would you close your eyes? I'm going to pray. 
And if you feel just to lift your hands as I pray, faith is going to arise in your heart and the Holy Spirit is going to do a work in your life because you are not called to stay the same. Even at the start of this message, you were born for transformation by the power of Jesus Christ. You were born to fly. So Heavenly Father, I just pray right now, Lord God, you've urged us to live a life in a manner that is worthy of the call that we've received, that we might attain unity of the Spirit, Lord God, that we might come to maturity. Therefore, Lord God, I pray right now for everyone watching, everyone listening, everyone who's feeling the pinch of restriction, everyone who's feeling the uncomfortableness of loneliness in this season. Lord Jesus, I want to say thank you that you are right there with them. And I pray right now, as we resolve in our hearts that we will give ourselves to you, that we would all know your hand of grace that blesses, that guides and sustains us, Lord Jesus, and the power of Jesus Christ that transforms us. The presence of your Holy Spirit that fills us, Lord Jesus. That this really will be a season of transformation where we will surrender back to you the throne of our lives, that you would take first place, King of kings, Lord of lords, because Lord Jesus, you've called us to be transformed, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, that's our desire. That is our prayer. Now we're fixing our eyes on you, and we're not settling for anything less. Amen. Amen. If you've just said amen, I want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit is building you up. Now find time. Change means change. If I want change to come in my life, I need to make space for the King of the Kings to take his place in my life. So today, in the days ahead, in the weeks ahead, find time to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, the King of the kingdom on the throne of your life. Friends, God bless you. The Lord has great things planned for you. His hand is upon you. Bless you. See?